Hi, everybody. It's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm really pleased today to be sharing a case study with Catalina from the United States. So welcome to the call, Catalina. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm, it's Honestly, it's a pleasure. Um, I don't get to see as many people these days because I'm a young mum, and, you know, so this is a real treat and I look forward to it. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Catalina's journey with the Rocksteady program. And we won't go into too much detail about the goose chase and the medical difficulty. But like so many of you listening, Catalina had a rough time with that. You know, you think you said it was a year of many, many doctors, many, many different diagnostic investigations and processes. Um, and, and in a sense, a lot of dead ends. Yeah. And thankfully you came to the Rocksteady process and I've got sitting in my lap here, I've got the book I wrote Rocksteady and one of the translations coming through. So it really is getting out into the world, this process of healing with neuroplasticity. And where I'm finding myself now at my end is hearing people getting stuck when they read the book and they think the book is great. It's a wonderful educational resource. But at the end of the day, you know, if I want to learn the piano, I'm unlikely to read a book how to play the piano because it's very limited in how much a book can offer. So what we want to talk about today is going deeper into the program, getting the comprehensive support, having that community to hold us in a container with a methodical structured process that says, hey, you could try this today. Hey, if this doesn't work for you, that's okay, because there's another avenue you could take. And how about this? And to really gently say, I'm noticing this is a bit difficult. This is a trigger for you. This is uncomfortable. How are we going to work with this? So having that container to really deeply explore ourselves and our inner world. And Catalina's bravely volunteered her story. So welcome to the call. Um, I would love you just to start a little bit by um, maybe giving us the succinct version of, of how you got to Rocksteady and then we'll dive in to your inner journey. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, so like you just said, it was a rough beginning in, in the very, very beginning with different medical visits and so forth. Uh, then my husband found you and your program online and he said, this looks really good to me. I think we should give this a try. And I was, of course, totally up for it. And I said, absolutely, let's, let's try it. And we did. And quite from the very beginning, I knew that it was the right step in the right direction for me. Um, from the very beginning where you do those little exercises, remember in the beginning when I couldn't yet walk and I was so dizzy and um, you had those little short videos, um, like two minute videos standing against a wall or doing the walking um, front toe in front of the other toe one step at a time. So all those little exercises were so, so full of hope for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Very, very and promising too. Yeah. Keep going, keep, keep sharing a little bit about how you started to dip your toes in the water of going, okay, my body can change. My neurons might be confused at the moment, but I can help <laughs> rebuild and reset them. Speak to the audience a little bit how you had to build your confidence up, especially after having such a long time of uncertainty, anxiety, feeling out of body and disconnected, coming home. Talk about that. Yeah, totally disconnected. I did feel quite often that I was not really 
grounded and I felt out of, it felt like an out of body kind of experience. And it was very scary at times. Um, what did help a lot were those exercises where you feel inside your body, where you sit down and literally start with your toes, with your ankles, knees, and, and feel your feet flat on the, on the ground kind of bringing yourself back into the body and also grounding yourself to the ground um, was very important for me. And I still do it every day. It's part of my meditation every day. Yeah. And it's a way of life. We spoke off, off the recording, off camera. Just it's a beautiful way of life because the world is noisy. There's so very. many distractions and we can be so distracted away from ourselves. We end up a whole week or a month passes and we haven't really dropped in to feel our body and say, Hey, how am I doing? How am I going? What do I need? How can I nourish me? So the Rocksteady toolkit, the comprehensive program really invites us to take that time and to listen to the body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and to have some of these humbling moments of saying, wow, I'm, I'm kind of dropping the ball there. My body really needs me. What mm -hmm. am I going to do about this? Do you have any examples perhaps of, of, having to, to, to pause and maybe rethink and, and change the way you're going about your life just, just as you went through the, the modules? Um, yeah, so in the beginning, I was literally very, not doing well. I don't wanna speak negatively because that's another thing I learned from you to always, when we speak about dizziness, not to talk about the symptom, but rather I'm not having such a great, not, not that great of a day or something like kind of, I don't want to look at things negatively because then I anchor myself into negativity and I rather want to kind of wave it off and accept it of how I feel today and still go about my day. Even if that's going to the grocery store and sometimes it's really difficult to see the aisles, you know, the busy aisles, mm -hmm. that was a very difficult thing for me to do in the beginning. And even if I didn't need anything that day, I would force myself and I would have in the beginning, my husband drive me to the grocery store and I would go in just to look at the aisles and figure it out. And I'm like, okay, today is a little dizzy. Tomorrow is better. And the next day it's like, okay, it's not as horrible, right? So you just try to kind of say as much as you can, you want to describe your symptom in a positive way. I think that really, really helped me a lot. Not only the symptom, but even the day. And even if you thought you were at a low point to try and make it the best you can in a positive and, and see where it takes you. And, you know, at the end of the day, I realized with the days going on and on and on, it wasn't as bad anymore. It, it, it gave me hope. I started seeing the end of the tunnel and I think thinking positive and talking positive about your feelings or call them symptoms, it, it just changes your mentality. And, and I do feel that neuroplasticity really, really kicked in at some yeah. point. So I'm going to, I'm going to be a bit picky here. And um, yeah. we're just speaking off the call. English is not your first language, it's your third language. And negative and positive is really coming back to judgment, right? Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think what we're talking about here is not about being positive because if we're positive all the time, we end up lying to ourselves and we're dishonoring what we're really feeling and that's dismissive and that actually keeps us trapped. So this is not right. about positive talking, being positive. That's absolutely um, kind of a little distraction off the side. 
I think what you're describing beautifully is non-judgment. Instead of being very judgmental about the day and being <laughs> kind of critical and hard, right. we're bringing in non-judgment. And I spoke about this on the recent live call. It's truth speaking. You know, if I can, rather than sit down and say, I feel powerless, I feel hopeless, I've tried everything, I'm at a dead end, I can't even go to the supermarket. That's kind of, it's drama, it's, it's catastrophic. Truth speaking might be, I'm really overwhelmed today. A lot has happened to me this week and I haven't had time to process it. I feel swamped, I feel heavy, I feel low. And I'm going to really be honest with myself about this. I'm not going to be dismissive and I'm also not going to make a big deal about it, NBD. And it's this place of non-judgment that's truth speaking. And as you're describing, it's powerful. The neurons start to change when it's like, oh, it's okay that I'm overwhelmed at the moment. I've had a bunch of things happen this week. It's really normal to feel this way. So I'm either not going to go to the shops today and give myself a break, or I'll ask my husband to drive me. I'll really gently go and expose myself. And I'm going to give myself a bit of, bit of a pat on the back for being supported and taking those baby steps in the direction I want to be for my new normal. So again, just summarizing, bringing it away from this whole negative positive game, which was really big psychology, I think back in the nineties mm -hmm. and we're having to go, actually, it's not about being positive. It's about being real and not being dismissive, being non-judgmental and being very kind and loving toward ourselves any time of day in any day, regardless of the sensory output and the sensory input. It's meeting reality. Um, so I hope I hope that I could see you going, yes, yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's not mental, but positive. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm just going to embrace it. It's, it's not different. So like I said, in the very beginning, I would fight it and it would take yeah. me nowhere. And once you accept it, it just changes something in your, in your bodily function somehow. Exactly. And yeah, I was, I, I love gardening and I was afraid to bend down to dig into the ground. Yet at the same time, when I did do it, it made me feel good to dig into the earth and just connect with the earth. And I was scared to bend down because I would get dizzy and yeah. I was like, no, it's, it's, it's okay. This is what it is. And it's difficult, but I'm not going to back off. So I really want to geek out a little bit here with you, if that's okay. So mm -hmm. when we are in judgment, which is normal, and even I go there, right? We are so trained and indoctrinated to be judgmental just in the world we grow up in that I think we're all there at some point. And so part of the rock steady process is pulling ourselves out of that judgment and entering the realm of non-judgment, which actually changes the chemicals released in our brains. When we're non-judgmental, compassionate, loving, and truly accepting, which I think acceptance is a very misunderstood term because it's not tolerating and it's not giving up. Being accepting is, is kind of like, wow, I'm deeply sad right now. And there's a beauty and a tenderness in really being with that sadness. Like I'm accepting that I'm sad at the moment and I'm okay to drop into those neurochemicals and let the sadness be there. It's not a drama. There's not a huge story about it. I'm with the sadness. I'm beside the sadness. I'm allowing the sadness. There's a, there's a beautiful sense of acceptance, regardless of what the emotional um, spectrum is at that point in time, that, that willingness to feel that acceptance, compassion, and loving approach 
actually changes the parts of the brain that are firing and wiring. It changes the chemical cocktails. We get more oxytocin, more bonding, more attachment, more mm-hmm. warm, cuddly feelings, more dopamine, more feel good because we're actually in sync and aligned with the reality of, in that example, sadness or fear. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're not fighting it. We're flowing with it. And so the brain's kind of getting lots of yes signals. When we're in resistance and judgmental and we're saying, no, I'm afraid to do this. I shouldn't feel this. I should wait until I have no dizziness before I go gardening. It's, it's dangerous. I will die. I'm threatened. I'm nervous. What if I fall over? That is releasing a whole different brain chemistry. Different chemicals are being released. Different parts of the brain are being activated. And it changes how our body responds. It changes our symptomatology. It changes our sensory experience. So while it can sound really hoo-hoo, la-la, accept, compassion, non-judgment, it is a physical response in the body and the brain. And you are beautifully explaining something happens, something changes, and it does. And you're feeling it. I feel it. Yeah, I absolutely feel it. So I try to kind of challenge myself even on not so perfect days. And I love, for example, to swim. And I didn't swim for a long time, the first six months, because I figured, oh no, I'm going to probably drown, right? So (laughs) the fear was just excruciating. And the fear really paralyzes you. You you don't realize it. It paralyzes you. But like you said, once you feel the fear and you not accept, but actually feel the feeling of fear deep in your chest and allow it to be there. Mm. I said, okay, today I'm going to go in the water. I'll try to go up to the knee the next day up to the tummy and taking off the feet in the water and then finally do the first stroke Mm. was so alleviating because actually it felt really good. I I, I felt like I was floating in the air, not even in water. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I, it's the one escape when I go in the water I am fearless now. It, it, it did something that it completely changed my chemicals in the brain where <clears throat> I feel at peace and I feel the least, I don't know how to say, not uncomfortable. I, I feel um, where I'm least fearful, at least dizzy, if I can say that. I, I'm feeling in the water, I feel at best, to be honest with you. I, I feel like fearless is a great description. and. So that was a really big turning point for me in my journey, actually realizing, oh my God, my whole life has basically revolved around fear and managing Mm -hmm. fear, avoiding fear, kind of squashing fear, making choices (laughs) based on fear. Like I'm I'm talking about my whole childhood, my teenage years. And I don't think that's unique to me. I think this is the way the world works. It's like, oh, I better go to university because what if I don't get a good job? You know, there's there's fear at every step. I better go to the gym because what if I put on weight? fear you know so and just realizing okay what would it be like to be fearless and that's when we actually put the fear aside and that part of the brain goes no I'm safe I'm solid I'm good I'm fed I'm sheltered I live in a really relatively economically politically stable country it's like really just let the fear stories quieten down and start to choose to say well actually I'm not managing fear I am safe I yeah, am at ease. I am relaxed. I can trust my body. There is no fear to navigate. There's no jungle. There's no maze. There's no strategy. There's no tool. I trust. It's like, wow, it's so 
it's so exhausting to be constantly navigating fear. And I think that's what one of the gifts of the Rocksteady program for me was I could filter out the noise of the world and start going, well, what if I just lived my life with a completely different paradigm, one of knowing when I'm actually safe, knowing when Mm -hmm. I'm actually in a life-threatening danger and being able to deeply drop into that neurochemical space of trust and safety rather than constantly the goose chase of fear to some degree. And I think that's what you're describing, fearlessness. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a huge, huge transformation for me to drop the fear, to be able to drop the fear. It takes a big, big break off my shoulders. Just, just changes the brain. It really deeply changes the neuro. Oh yeah, it does. Absolutely does. So I'm curious, do you have any go-to, well, I'm just, I want to bring this back to the Rocksteady program and just the plethora of processes and strategies and tools. And I, I built the program so that people could be lost. They could be floundering. They could be feeling helpless, hopeless, and powerless, but they just constantly have little footholds and little places to feel nurtured, to feel understood, to feel like, okay, I can work through this. I can, prefer, I can befriend this. I can be kind with myself in this moment. Um, I'd love you to share a little bit about how going through the modules and having the bonus audios or the call replays, just how you tapped in and out of that for yourself. It was very helpful when you hear, when, when you had your modules and, and also talking to other people, what made me feel at ease was at first I thought I was alone in this, but then you listen to all the modules and you're not the only one in the world. And all these people and examples you have there are so similar and identical to yours that what you're going through that that alone doesn't make you feel lonely but you feel heard and you feel understood and you don't feel like you're the oddball out like no you know I didn't know what to do with this in the beginning before I found you and um, hearing all these other people sharing all their uh, situations and experiences I think we're life-saving. It, it is what gave me strength, yeah. and power, and courage foremost. I, I, I just had lost all my courage and hearing them. Uh, and I couldn't believe in the beginning, I was like, oh, there's hope because look, she was just like me in the beginning. And now she actually goes to the grocery store. I'm like, that was so encouraging. I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do is. that too. You know, I've so said, I, mean, I, I know. And I've said this, I haven't said, I've forgotten this, but when I originally built the Rocksteady program or started this is over six years ago maybe seven years Uh ago now I was really skeptical about this idea of online support and online um, calls and group calls but I tell you what this technology is life-saving and people can art yeah yeah, exactly and um, it I hear this time and time again it's not just the modules it's not just the exercises anyone can do yoga anyone can meditate anyone can see a vestibular therapist it's not that it's having that container and the process and the global community asking questions troubleshooting sharing insights kind of going oh well I felt really stuck and then I tried this and then it cleared up and sometimes I have people say wow that person asked my question but I didn't even know I had that question until I heard them ask it and then I was like oh that's me so there's this there's this sense of camaraderie and collective healing collective consciousness which is a phenomenon we're learning more and more about and actually kind of connects back into some of the buddhist prayer processes of 
feeling not only our own suffering and pain, but broadening our perspective and worldview out to say, well, what about everybody else with triple PD? What about everybody else in the world who can't go to the grocery store today? Can I give them my loving kindness and can I offer them peace and support? And as we do that, our brain changes and we offer ourselves a little bit of support. Right. Yeah, it was a combination of your modules too, of course. All, all of it combined, I think. But those monthly phone calls were so key because I was doing the modules during the month and then the monthly call came and I felt uh, kind of more prepared because of the modules and all the exercises I was doing and on the modules. And then the people with their questions on the monthly calls where I, I, I wanted to raise my hand and ask, but then somebody else just asked my own question. I'm like, okay, I don't think I need to ask it. Somebody else just felt the same way. And I'm like, this is great that, you know, I'm not alone in this. And it was really helpful to, to also listen to the journey of people that spoke from the very beginning towards yeah. the end, like from beginning to end. In the beginning, you're kind of lost, like you said. You don't know, is there a tunnel at the end of this? And there is, there is. So it, it was very enlightening to hear everything from beginning to end and um, to hear that these people, you know, even if it's a year or two or three or four, they did come to an end and they did have a resolution and they live a happy life. And so that gave me courage to hear all their experiences. Yeah. So and those phone calls were major for me. Yeah. And that's where I want to say the book is a really great summary of what's possible and what could be done. And it. it's, it's a great idea instigator, but it's really not the process and it's not the collective and it's not the holding and it's not the methodical support because there are times at 2 a.m. when we just need to log in and click play. We just need to know we're not alone. And we need to let our brain fire those chemicals of saying, I belong. I'm okay. It's okay that I feel this at 2 a.m. Because the more we're feeling abnormal and like I was almost going to cry before when you were talking because <clears throat> our community is connected almost because we feel abnormal. That's what we have in common. We feel like we've somehow failed and our bodies let us down. And we're not sure if we have what it takes to be, you know, a functional human. And to a certain extent, we're exhausted because we're pretending. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the real common denominator of the Rocksteady community. And that's makes me feel a little sad, but I guess <clears throat> the beauty in it is I think as we enter the Rocksteady community together, we begin to pull back all the dirt and the gunk and the grime mm -hmm. and the fear and begin mm -hmm. to clean the windows and see ourselves more clearly and say, oh, I'm okay. I'm allowed mm -hmm. to feel this and I can build a new normal mm -hmm. because when we're locked in the fear and the criticism and we're lacking the reassurance and the self-belief and the self-assurance and the self-support, the brain can't use these neuroplasticity techniques. We can read the book 10 times and symptoms won't really change because there's still that underlying fear and anxiety and not feeling belonging and not trusting and feeling abnormal the book won't change that. But what does change that, I think, is these daily methodical structured implemented changes where the neurochemicals shift and we start to be willing to feel through the, the icky stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order to let the brain begin to normalize, create new templates of steadiness, of quiet, of peace, of calm. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think it can take years. So coming back to what you were saying about some people, it takes them years to get there. It makes sense because it's a lot of neural pathways that are rebuilding. And when we spend a lifetime navigating fear, which I suspect most of us are, 
it takes quite a while to quieten down all of those fear prerogatives and fear-based habits and to truly step into neural pathways of I am safe. I am okay. I am willing to feel this. I don't need to buy a product, do a course, call an expert. I'm willing to feel this. I'm okay. That could be in the middle of a panic attack. So it's not about removing our humanity. It's about having the full spectrum of feeling from deep, deep darkness to deep, deep bliss and orgasmic ecstasy and everything in between being like, yeah, I'm willing to feel this. And I'm okay that I'm here today and tomorrow I'm there. And this morning I was here, but this afternoon I'm there. I'm willing to feel it all. Because I'm safe and I trust yeah. my capacity to hold this feeling, to stay with it. So Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. The, the richness of the community, I'm hearing you. Yeah. Um, the book is absolutely amazing and great. And I thought it helped me a lot too. After I did the rock study program, you know, over and over and over again, because I was so um, uh, familiar with it. So it was wonderful for me. Um, like you said, maybe the book Alone Alone, if you were not to do the rock study program, uh, you may not know enough. I don't know. But for me, the book was absolutely amazing too. Yeah. The books, the books, um, the book's been incredible for educating health professionals. So doctors, specialists, right. audiologists, psychologists, so that they can get a feel for this community right. and what's going on. And it, it's, it's an essential um, weaving tool um, and some of my clients who've had the best results in Rocksteady have actually yeah. gone through the program one or two times and then read the book. And the book has been like the binding glue that pulls all yeah. the many pieces together because the program is Absolutely. very dense. There's a lot going on, yes. whereas the, the book kind of has a little summary. Um, and then, of course, I, I do see people who read the book, don't do the program and just kind of they, they, they kind of stay with what they have access to. Um, and my, my call to them would be really deeply consider entering the comprehensive support program and community. And of course, if you're in a third world country or you've got the currency delays, just apply for a scholarship if you feel, because yes. we really don't want financial barriers between people and our program. Um, yeah. We're very understanding of financial duress. So that, mm -hmm. that would be my, my call to action. Yeah, I agree. Do you have any, um, any little stories or any little closing words you would like to share? with the community that, that you feel would, would help them understand a little bit about being a Rocksteady member? Um, I would say if you're in the beginning part and you just started out, don't panic. Yeah. Don't go and run from doctor to doctor to doctor. I mean, do what needs to be done medically to kind of out, how do you call it, outsource or- Get the clearance, get medical- Yeah, clearance and make sure you don't have, God forbid, something horrible, you know? But if you're in the beginning and you have a PPPD or any of those, you know, things that we have, uh, I think don't panic. And I would say do the rock study program. It's the only thing that has helped me um, stay with it and be very patient. Um, let the days come and go and don't try to be in a red chase. Allow things to come to you. Um, mm -hmm. Even embrace them if you can, uh, instead of saying, hey, why am I feeling this way? I would want to say, what can I learn from feeling this way? And mm. what can I do while feeling this way too? You can still do mm. certain things, you know? Um, we don't have the luxury to uh, lock the kids up, so you still have to be there for them. And uh, 
patience and literally just go through all the modules and do the exercises. They really do help. And they gave me courage to drive again. They gave me courage to go to the grocery store again. And now it's been over a good year where I do everything on my own. The only thing in the beginning was that I felt very unsafe because I thought people look at me and think that I'm drunk or, oh my gosh, what are they going to say, right? I was afraid of being judged. But once I realized that you can't see that I have PPPD, it's just a feeling. You can't actually, I'm not drunk. I don't look like to them. I don't look drunk or then that fear goes down. And actually, again, like we said, when the fear dissipates, um, you just are a different person, literally. And the, and the chemical structures and the area, the regions of the brain start firing differently because the fear really hijacks the healing process. Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you. Try and drop the fear. Try and drop the fear. Major. Yeah. And, and it's not quite so simple as just dropping the fear. No. But, we have, but we have the methods and the processes to mm -hmm. walk through because I think it, it is a day by day, moment by moment, breath by breath, tool by tool. And I definitely feel like taking control back means we're no longer powerless and we're no longer helpless and we're no longer hopeless. And so mm -hmm. being able to say, okay, I feel this and I know what to do. I can support myself. That is huge because it means we are no longer stuck and we're no longer lost. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Absolutely. I think that that really is the ideal um, outcome. Just saying, well, I feel this way and that's okay. And I know what to do about it. Or I have a process to trial and error to figure out what to do about it if I'm not quite sure in this moment. Right. And I do have moments where I feel perfectly, perfectly like I was in the past. And I want to pinch myself because it does show me little glimpse, little bits of it that it is possible. And that's mm -hmm. possible because uh, there is no fear and because, like you said, no judgment and yeah. little glimpse of complete happiness or i see them yeah and you feel them you feel them of course yeah, yeah. absolutely well, my, my wish for you is that those glimpses become much longer periods of time okay. where you can really anchor those and let those moments become longer periods mm -hmm. and let, let your brain really familiarize yourself with that feeling that could that you know maybe in a, a the time from now i won't i won't put a year or two on it because it can happen when it happens but that becomes wired in as your new normal baseline. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm looking and forward I, to that. Yeah. And I've been, well, I built this program maybe seven years ago and I used, I used the Rocksteady process as a way of life and it's helped me birth my children. I actually had pain-free births um, because I had the tools to kind of know how to shift my brain into safety. So the pain signals just never fired. I used all my Rocksteady tools with the you know, sleep deprivation of early motherhood. And it's been just blown my mind how these tools of being resilient, present, honest, truth speaking, compassionate, they keep surprising me. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And I, I don't have vertigo and tinnitus anymore. So I don't use it in that regard really anymore, but it, it's for life. Yeah, that's wonderful. That really is. Yeah. So. I would invite you to visit my website, seekingbalance.com.au. If you're interested to learn more, um, the Rocksteady community is here for you. We have people from all over North Europe, UK, Africa, North and South America, Asia, Australia, New Zealand. It's really a global community and 
we love to hear everybody's voices. So if you're listening to this and you feel a bit inspired by Catalina, just start start with our starter kit and the Facebook group and jump onto the Full Rock Steady program if and when you feel it resonates for you and you feel ready. Hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You've been an amazing, amazing help. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I really, really appreciate this community. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you.